You know, sometimes things are a little harder than you think they'll be in life, but you gotta keep on trying. But take your time, things will be alright. What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 119 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin. Alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. Newsflash, I'm drinking a beer. Oh, uh, that's a regular occurrence on this podcast for you kids at home. I'm not sure what to say, but if you're... uh, not a fan of the beer drinking it's probably going to be a, a rough sled for you so um no it'll be fine we talk about a lot of stuff outside. that's of true beer. we we talk about a lot of disc golf and we do actually have uh fans that that let us know that they don't drink out beer or alcohol at all and still enjoy the podcast so that that may not be true not that we have people who listen that don't like profanity nor drink and they still like the show that's also so we're doing something right Maybe, I'm I'm not so or sure just about so horribly wrong that it's worth. Listening that's to. more the direction I was going on is that 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 we're just doing something so terrible that people are like, okay, this is this works. It's like the it's like NASCAR watching for the wrecks. Possibly, you know, I hadn't thought about that. What do I mean? What do we, people we do watch? have a have a have a routine. So, like the circular track of the NASCAR is similar to us doing our our deer review, our world famous disc and beer pairing every week, and uh, and like sometimes where I need to like stop to go pee, like it's a pit stop, yeah, <laughs> uh, or like Which, maybe, or new new beers, so it's like new gas and yeah. tires. Granted, these things are behind the scenes; you don't see them. But I guess if you were to, um, you know see behind the scenes if that were possible you would you would notice these parts of the podcast it's it's not possible no Um, definitely not what do people watch nascar for um number one those cars are going 200 miles an hour so um that's really fast are you a secret nascar fan i never knew no no but i I like cars and um, i like fast cars and uh great great tracy chapman so i have (laughs) So I have a a natural appreciation for for what those cars are doing and and all the those sorts of things. So yeah, I mean I I I I'm not gonna get down and and watch some NASCAR, but I fully understand why people like watching a car go 200 miles around 200 miles. I mean miles I'm not gonna get down and go watch NASCAR, but I will go to the Copenhagen booth and watch walk out with a couple logs, <laughs> just because they're free, dude. What's the fastest you've ever gone in a car or been in a car? Uh, like one sixty. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I mean, I get it. I'm not tack on tack on fifty miles an hour there. Yeah, that's 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 brutal. Yeah. Do they have like fly traps on that course? On the course to keep like the flies <laughs> away? Because that's the only thing I remember. I think we got up. I was driving with my buddy, and we got up to like one sixty six, and the windshield was just sprayed with insects. There was like wet, and it just like. Do, 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 and just destroyed it. I'm I'm sure there's some mitigation for it. Uh, I would imagine that the that the windshields have uh have a coating on them that is resistant to uh to things sticking to them in the first place. So I like to imagine the drivers just know the course so well they don't need to, they don't need to. Well, look. I mean, if it's a they just close their eyes and go a big freaking oval, you know. Not in Sonoma. Yeah, that's true. Here we in Sonoma, we have our road course. I think it's the only road course on the NASCAR circuit, actually. 
Um, uh, well, that's been our NASCAR minute. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed. But <laughs> some of you. But yeah, I mean, a, a similar. So, so one sixty is about the fastest that most uh, street legal cars or that aren't you know a quarter million dollars or more can go. Um, I I uh, I've been in an M five at around one sixty, and that was extremely fast. And that's. Uh, that was I was in a uh, a seven fifty at like a V twelve. Got it. Yeah, um, yeah. So both of us in BMWs. Although I rode with a listener, I'm not going to put his name out there because I don't want to put on blast that he has a new M five because he does. And I feel like there were times I looked over and we were going like one ten ish, and easily. I didn't. Even, I was like, Wait, what? That is easily a car that that you have no idea that you're going a hundred plus. He had his little like radar scanner and was just we just rolled. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love M5s. Great cars. Great cars. Just fantastic. The whole M series. Well, I, I'll get into it on a different podcasts. Maybe I'll, gonna, maybe on the pre-show what's, I'll get into to my beefs with with the different M series of BMWs uh and and we'll 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 get into that. But this is a show about disc golf. I'm learning so much about Robin right now that I didn't know. Like he knows lots. Of, I don't know shit about. Car- I know about uh, classic American cars because I drove those. That's bad. That's my cars. And then hella Subarus. There was there were seven Subarus in my house on Sunday. That's that's fantastic. How many Foresters? Three. And uh, and and my brother in law also owns a Forester, but he didn't have that car there. How are your aunts? Um, no ants. Oh. Uh, my mom, me. Whoosh. <laughs> my mom, me, no, stop. My mom, <laughs> me, and my sister-in-law have foresters. My forester's fucking rad, right? <laughs> it's, a, it's a fancy forester. And there was an Outback, a WRX, a Legacy. <laughs> it's good times. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not one to talk. I have a, I have a Subaru Legacy, so. Yeah. My car's fucking cooler than yours. <laughs> jerk i don't care if it's a forester <laughs> all right we have a great show for you tonight on the disc golf podcast we are going to review the idle wild open we're going to take calls on our raptor range where we uh take voice messages from our listeners whether you got an ace call whether you want to call in with a song whether you got a dispute whatever it is we take those calls on our raptor range and uh play them on the show and you know adjudicate if necessary provide commentary uh, rip them to shreds if if they're crazy. So we'll like we'll do all that. They steal discs. We then have our world famous deer review tonight. We have the Pro Discus Laser Eye, and we're gonna pair that with Prairie Ace by Prairie Artisan Ales, which is a seven point five percent Saison ale. And this was sent to us by Caleb Brown. So he sent both the disc and the beer to us, uh, asking that we review it. And we're way overdue. We're sorry, Caleb, but here it is. The Pro Discus Laser Eye, along with Prairie Ace by Prairie Ales, or sorry, Prairie Artisan Ales. So, boom, that was a mouthful. Yeah, that was a lot of stuff. If you want to hear about more mouthfuls, listen to Would You Rather on the pre-show. No, please don't. Uh, also, we should don't. <laughs> please that, don't. But also, if you want to, you should. Now that Joan me- mentions it, we do a pre-show before every single show. 
and uh, it's kind of a free-form recording of our podcast, and we talk about what we're going to do on the podcast itself. We also go on tangents that are quite ridiculous and largely not safe for work. So if you want to get an extra disc golf podcast every single week, join us on patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast. Become a patron and get access to our pre-show recordings. So check it out. Uh, You won't regret it. Um, before we move on, um, I do have a <laughs> a slight grinds Joe's gear segment. Ooh, I, I like just, it. I just thought about um, you just just that now? just it just clicked in when I thought about our patrons. <laughs> <laughs> Not all patrons, mostly patrons. Um, listen, I know Amazon Prime Day happened, and I know you got a cool sous vide setup. If I, don't, that's how I don't care. That's how it's pronounced. Sous vide. Sous vide. Sous vide. Yeah. Got it. Um, rad. I'm stoked that you get to. It's not boiling meat. I understand. You're cooking like at specific temperatures for long times, and it's just immersed. It's an immersion cook thing. Rad. Um, I, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I, don't care. I, don't, I don't care. Um, and there's four people who do care, and I hope that Frank, you actually made that channel, and you guys are talking about your cool uh immersion meat cooking over there uh you know you know keep it out of keep it out of things where people want to talk about other things you know like you know farts and dicks and stuff because that's what slacks for not uh not boiling meat wow Uh, that was a very profound segment there joe also frank thanks for that rampage i appreciate it (laughs) joe do you want to explain what uh, what uh, a suit? What is it? Soup sous vide. Sous vide. You want to explain what that is? So that watch. Pe- I'm gonna get the blown, people- blow blow back. And be like, oh, no, you said it wrong. You probably. I don't think I did. deserve it. But uh, you want to explain that for the the like majority of the people, except for like the twelve that understand what you're talking about. I mean, they got cool shit. Basically, so uh, Amazon Prime Day. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's actually like a thing that connects to an app, which is even cooler. Um, but as far as I can tell, what this thing does is it brings water up to a certain temperature and keeps it at a certain temperature for a long time. The meat is usually like vacuum sealed in a bag that's immersed in the water. So it keeps it at a constant temperature over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. So the meat doesn't go above that temperature. Um, so it keeps it nice and tender. Um, you know, that's a lot of times when you cook over fire, uh, yeah. the blood comes out, it gets dried out. You can overcook things this way. Everything stays in that, that, uh, vacuum sealed bag. So all the juices are kicking it with it, not going anywhere. So it's a nice juicy, clean. I mean, piece it sounds like a fantastic it sounds idea. Fa- no, and it is, and it's great. And I'm sure, um, you're putting together some great dishes, but I didn't get one. All right. That's really what it is. I didn't get one. So Joe's just. A, I chose to use my Amazon uh, Prime Day allowance to get an Amazon Fire Cube for my house. Got um, it. And I did not get a cool immersion cooker deal that connects to my phone. Got it. Um, and I'm jealous, and I don't hear about it. Okay. I mean, I think that's pretty clear, and we can move on to the Idlewild Open. So one more thing. No, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm totally gonna get blasted in Slack too big. Like, oh, you totally got it wrong. That's not what it does, or some shit. Probably not but just I Slack. I, I think I kind of nailed it. 
but uh, you know, I, I, I think you probably. I mean, it's not. It's not anything worse. I than think you deserve it. Not. In this re- case. It's not anything worse than uh, listening to a whole bunch of Macbeth quotes and not realizing that it connects with. Yeah. An eighteen under round that Paul Macbeth threw on ESPN. Yeah, that's probably something that, that we got. We got. We got more comments than usual uh, through email. Listen, I'm that. I'm gonna be upfront here. Um, I I had to read I think uh, two Shakespeare books in in high school, and both times they were the books where on the left side of the page was the actual Shakespeare verbatim, and then on the right side there was the modern day English translation. I barely understood the modern day English translation. People just told me all about them, and I memorized so, that. I don't know how to read. I, 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 I don't know. So, I'm sorry for those of you out there that are English teachers or uh, Shakespeare lovers, but it it's a full-on whoosh for me with the, the Shakespeare. I just, right over my head. But, uh, yeah, so Idlewild Open in Burlington, Kentucky. And this course, we talked about this last year, too, because I remember uh, watching the footage and just being like, oh, yeah, I remember exactly what I said about this course last year, which was it looks like an awesome course to play, except it's so brutal. Oh, my God. Like, it's so pretty. It, it uh, has all the things you'd want. But why is it so brutal? There's so much OB. There's an so op- many trees. It's an there's awesome course to play if uh, it's there's no water and it's casual water and yeah. you're playing with friends who are like, eh, you're yeah, in. You're yeah, fine. Ah, uh, you didn't really go at it, but you're fine. But nope, all the water is OB. The all of off the fairways are lined with OB, and then there's. 50 billion trees in the fairway. And then I watched, and then I watched uh, commentary. I watched the final round with Macbeth and uh, Corey from CCDG was like, Oh, and this whole, you know, sometimes the locals play it as an Island and like they make it harder. I know. Makes zero sense. (laughs) It makes no sense at all. Like, it's like, uh, you know how you already got a five right now. Oh, you want to be, you go to seven. How would you like that? Seven. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a pretty sadistic course, uh, to be honest. It it looks great, and, and it's so cool. Some of the the creeks that, that snake through the middle of the holes and the kind of island greens they created in a lot of cases. They did, um, however, on a couple of the holes, put up those advertising um, signs as kind of barriers, which I thought was actually a huge improvement on certain holes to prevent you from just like your disc sidling into a creek it it then would hit a sign instead and stop and i thought that was great i think that's a, an excellent way for them to mitigate some of the yeah. absolute brutalness of of some of these holes where you're you're kind of like you have to enter this island green that has a creek on three sides that snakes through the fairway and there's 75 trees so you know it's funny watching it, um, and and having having played with him before. I think Ian could throw a decent round there, not like down, because just because like the roll, round. the roller, the roller and the touch, uh, he throws like really nice NV Anheuser's. Got it. And I feel like that would 
just some of the shots that are weird at uh, Morley Field, I think he could do well on. Yeah. I don't know, man. And by well, I mean, like, just a little bit over par. Yeah, I mean. Not 10 down. Not not 10 down. (laughs) So, uh, that being said, uh, so you've got in this field a lot of great players. No no Ricky Wysocki in this tournament. He he stayed back in in Europe, I believe. He won something earlier. Yeah. Um, And so you had uh, Paul McBeth was there. Um, and you had, I guess that's, that's basically it. You had Paul as, in terms of the, cause I think Sexton stayed yeah, back, the, right? Them big boys. Yeah. A lot of them. So I, I guess basically, and I, and I take that back. There's a lot of very good players that were yeah, here. Yeah, no, well, we'll but I kind of feel at this point, and I think Sexton is like, uh, the tier below, but our favorite. Uh-huh. So he's like number five, but the top four are insane. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Yeah, so no Eagle, no Simon. So Eagle, Simon, Paul, Rick, and then like Sexton's there just because we love him. But I think like you, you saw Katrina Allen return back for, for this tournament. I, I think this was the smart move, to be honest. I mean, it's a cool ass, as brutal so as you're it talking, is, it's a cool ass course. Too. Well, not only that, but you're talking uh, disc golf pro tour money. Which yep. is undoubtedly more than whatever it is you're doing over overseas, and then overall tour points as well, which can in the end be even bigger money. So I don't know, man. I I think that Paul McBeth and and Katrina Allen made the right choice coming back to the uh, to the states and playing in the Idlewild Open. Um, Without a doubt. In instead of uh, and then Page Two came back. Or sorry, yeah, Katrina Allen and Page. Well, Paige didn't Paige go in the never, first place. Page never yeah. left for Europe in the first place. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I, I think they made the right play, right, right play in this case, coming back and, and playing this tournament. Now, so. if you looked at this uh, matchup from far away, would you have ever thought that Paige Pierce could win this tournament? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, I would have thought many times over. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, uh, and we we have uh we haven't really done a lot of previews on on recent shows and we'll probably get back to doing our our picks and things like that uh coming up especially for for some of the the major tournaments coming up but uh we've had some some long uh long shows and and not had time to do picks you know it's really great july is almost over yeah and worlds has not happened yet that's that is a, a good thing I'm very excited. Wasn't it like in June last year? It, yeah, it was. That's ridiculous. I know. That's Sorry, crazy. I had to bring it up. No, that's crazy to think that we already had a world champion. That's nuts. So I'm glad that 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 has changed. But uh, any other any other thoughts on on Idlewild? I mean, you see a lot of rollers. You see a lot of technical shots. You see a lot of great shots that you get see knocked lot, down by see, trees. Well, you see big arms too. Like there's holes that, yeah, you have to hit a gap, but then you also have to go like 470 uphill on a turnover. Yep. It's gross stuff. Um, and really, Kevin Jones just kind of lost it. He lost it. He didn't, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I think. I guess it was a mixture. Paul won it, and and Kevin Jones lost it. 
he just had a rough final round, but I guess going into it, Paul had a really poor second round. Um, it's just a bummer, you know. When it, when things go bad on this course, they can go really, really bad. They really can. This course very is very quickly is a just an absolute snowball course in terms of when you make a mistake, it can be just amplified a million times. It, it, it just with the OB and the creeks and the slope and uh, fast greens, they they've got all of it, and you really can turn a a simple air ball mistake into a a three stroke uh addition to your score. I mean it's just I mean you're your your one tree kick which Yeah. Which you're you're which you're an inch away from on every hole. Yep. Your one tree kick from going deep into shit O B and then still having to get out and dodge trees. It's yeah. there's some brutal holes. But it does make for, for good footage. Like I do enjoy watching it and um you know, you've got Paul Uliberry and AJ Reesley doing doing commentary. They do a great job, and they they do a great job uh, on on that. So I, I enjoyed their commentary. Uh, you also got AJ on a lot of those cards, at least the first two rounds. So um, you you got to to hear him commentating on his rounds in in themselves. So that was uh, that was good for for that part. It's always interesting to have a player break down their own play. Um, and yeah, it's just rough. I mean, I watched uh, the chase card for the final round, and that that was the real separator round. Like usually, it's the second round is the moving day, but the third round for that card, just they. I mean, I guess Heinberg still finished at seven, but they were all top eight going in. Yeah, and none of them finished there. Obviously. Our boy MJ did work. I, I was blown away that he didn't do better. I mean, he still finished in fifth, tied for fifth. But this is an MJ. But actually watching him, I think I watched like second round, maybe first round coverage with him. He's a technician. And when he's like, I can't throw that far, I'm not going to try to. Yeah. I'm going to throw a comet or whatever, and I'm just going to get into the fairway. And then attack. I'm not going to try and rip a uh, Undertaker or whatever. He definitely just played what he knew he could. And there were many times that we saw the awesome MJ out of the hand, watch it for two seconds, and just walk to his bag. Yep. Like, yeah, it's parked. I know it's parked. I'm not going to worry about it. We're good. He's so much fun to watch. Yeah, he is. And, and you know what's the great thing about, uh, about MJ is we're going to get to watch this for so much longer, too. Like he he has the skill set and the style and the form to play like he's playing for another twenty years. Well, and I mean, we looked it up. Uh, I probably last at a wild. Michael Johansson's only twenty seven years old. I know that's what I mean. He's he's like he's you you think you see the hair and the and all that. I mean, he's older than that, but he's not as old as you think he is. No, I mean the dude is at a minimum. He's like ageless though. Yeah, and his form—he's not exerting himself. He's just like, I'm just gonna throw this comment over here. It's cool. Please, people, before you tweet us, we're joking. We are joking, but if you've ever heard us talk about comments, I assume you can YouTube Michael Johansson, the ageless comment, and see like what a comment is capable of. 
Michael Johansson is going to be throwing comets 400 feet in in 2030. Right, on laser beams. But like, lock it down. Or not even, it's not a laser, comet, you can't have a laser beam with a comet. It's just a nice, slow, glidey. That's true. It takes all day, like you can go get lunch and come back and still go and just <laughs> gliding straight. There it is, 400 feet. You get a hot dog. Get a hot, right? Come back. Go go crack a beer, drink it, talk it's to your still, friend about the still weekend. still gliding its way down. still gliding, and there it is, 400 straight in line with where yeah. you let it go. Yeah. God, Comet's such a great disc. Yeah. So, a lot of fun to watch, but MJ is, is always great, especially on courses like this. This is like, this is one of those courses where you're like, okay, yeah, this is a Michael Johansson course. You put a ton of trees in there, technicality, lots of OB. This is where he can really excel. Um, and then I guess I'll just, let me, let me run through our, our top 10 here and, uh, and then we'll, we'll do a little bit more analysis on that. But Paul McBeth in first place at 20 down, James Conrad in second place tied with Zach Melton. Cheater. At sec at sixteen down, Nate Perkins all alone in fourth place at fifteen down. Michael Johansson and Kevin Jones tied in fifth place at fourteen down. Calvin Heimberg at twelve down in seventh place, and then Chris Dickerson and Emerson Keith and Dan Hastings all at ten down for eighth place. So that's that's your top ten right there. Well, I love it. I I want to highlight someone that <clears throat> we don't see a ton. Um, but when we do, it's amazing, and that's Nate Perkins. Yeah, he's got all the power needed to do anything in the PDGA, and he's one of those dudes that, if putting is clean, he's he's going to be in the top. He's got a good forehand, and and a good backhand shot too. Yeah, he just he's he's one of those guys who puts super hard. So if the putt's, you know, three inches off, it's not going in. But if it is, he's he's so, something to be reckoned with. So I'm stoked to see him up there. Yeah. And then Michael Johansson, obviously, you know, this this was uh, his his type of course. You know, you put Michael Johansson on a, on a golf course with wide open greens and you're just not going to see the kind of player that he is um, and, and see his talents. But you put him in a wooded course like this, and you see a whole different player. Part of why you hear me harping so often on why I don't like the golf courses where where these uh, big bombers can just throw their huge. Because Robin thinks of himself as the Northern California Michael Johansson. I do not at all. I'm. I'm. Then why do you keep asking me to clean MJ? Um, I, that's you know I told you that in private, um, and I've been working on my ponytail. But at, that's not something I felt that we were going to discuss publicly on the podcast. I would appreciate it if you would respect that. So, sorry, sorry, um, back to Kevin Jones and uh, Calvin Heimberg and their great performance. Both those dudes throw real far. Yes, real far. Back to Michael Johansson because. <laughs> <laughs> Feel like we didn't fully <laughs> back to Papa. I mean, Michael Johansson. <laughs> back to Pop Pop. Did you guys see how great he is? I mean, the man's a treasure. He is. He he's, is. He's Papa's I, a treasure. 
What if what if that just became the the new? I was just about to say, can we just make what Papa? If, can Michael Jan- Johansson just be Papa from can now we, on? Can we please just make Michael Johansson Papa? I mean, he. <laughs> I and I mean that in the best possible way. Like I think we need to make a Papa comment. <laughs> Papa comment. That's that's the, fantastic. The, the Papa comments can roll out with the oh no, <laughs> whatever disc. I love it. I love it. And that's fantastic. You want to hit FBO now? <laughs> yeah, sure. Page page is real good. Uh, page Pierce is very good at disc golf. Sarah Holcomb's real good at wooded course. She's just real good. Like, I'm going to take a step back. She's just real good. Yeah. She has proven this year already that she doesn't need the wooded courses to be real good. Yes. Um, and yeah. and yet, uh, Paige Pierce in first place at eight over par. And like what? She got four birdies. I yep. don't care about the doubles or the bogeys, any of that. If I played Idlewild and I walked away with four but I could be. That's round three, by the way. Oh, sorry. Well, I'm just saying in a given round. So go to round one. So like, round two, she's up to six. And then round three, she's so got four. another four. No, so I'm just ten, saying in a single round. Ten birdies over the course of the... I'm just saying in a single round. Yeah. If I got four birdies, I could I could finish the round 15 over par. But if I got four birdies at Isle of Wild, I'd be like, yep. So her second day. round uh, was actually her best round, plus two. And she only had two birdies. So how about that? I wanted to reference Would You Rather, but that was in the pre-show and it wouldn't make so sense. So her, her, uh, her book-ended rounds were plus three. Her round one and round three were plus three each with more birdies than her second round. I mean, I know that life. I know that life for sure. Some of my best rounds have been uh, low birdies and just clean. Just goes to show sometimes uh, playing consistent and, and, uh, and good golf is, well, not sometimes, all the time. Playing consistent and and uh, avoiding bogeys is going to result in in a better score, even if you're not getting the flashy birdies. Wait, go so, go back to round one real, real quick. Sure. And there we okay, go. Okay, now round one is a whole different world yeah. than round. Round two. one, she had four birdies three, I mean, also. Yeah, that's a, the only thing I can think about. And round one is kind of uh, going against everything I was going to think. Like round three, she was head full of steam. And sometimes when you're doing that, uh, like that six right there, that double bogey on seven, was what they call in the basketball world a heat check. Yeah. Like, I had a bad drive, but I bet I can hit this tiny little gap, and I can hear it through, and it's going to do exactly what I want, because check out what I did those other holes. Nope. Nope. I was oh, wrong. Nope. Nope. Yeah. I, yep. Yep. Now I'm, I'm in a worse position than I was in this throw before. Yeah. Damn it. Which I did that will happen times. Yeah, not not uncommon. I lost the game. <laughs> but uh, so overall, uh, we had uh, Paige Pierce in first place at eight over. Sarah Hokum in second place at 15 over. Rebecca Cox in third place at 28 over. Holly Finley and Jessica Weiss in fourth place at 29 over. Paige Bierkus at 31 over. Madison Walker at... Uh, 35 over in seventh place, and Katrina Allen in eighth place at 42 over. That is a great showing for Holly Finley. Yeah. Uh, that gr- good job. Like I don't and know that I've had, seen uh, her in the top five before. Yeah, actually, that's true. That's probably the first time we've ever mentioned her name on this podcast. To be honest. So yeah, I mean, I can't remember the last time I did, but um. 
Yeah. So uh, th- this course is is incredibly difficult and punishing, and it, every little mistake just seems to get uh, get magnified by uh, just the an inch. It seems and in, in how it rolls and lands. Oh, with, without a doubt. I, it just it's just one of those places that that looks terrific and looks like a fun place to play, but just can be brutal in terms of of even good shots landing in center what you would think would be normally center fairway can be OB. So Right, well and I think you could, you know, throw two identical shots hit the tree the same exact spot and one flips OB and one hits the middle of the fairway. Exactly. Like it's yep. nuts. Yeah, so th- a little gust of wind can throw all of that beyond the insane amount of trees and everything totally. too. So a lot of lot of randomness to it. Um, still a lot of fun to watch and an awesome course. I would love to play that course. Oh yeah, absolutely. As, as frustrated yeah. as I would be in the end of it, uh, it would be amazing. Yeah, totally, totally. All right, are you ready to move on from the Idle Wild Open and get to our Raptor Range segment? Real quick, uh, just look at MPO round two for Pong Beth. He's still washed up. All right, we can move <laughs> on. MPO round two. Uh, only minus one. Wow, yeah. Paul McBeth, just, what is that man doing? Probably because he got hitched. Uh, Paul. I don't know. I mean, it, think of that. He still won with a minus one round in there. I mean, that's pretty good. No, he's he's he's, he's real good. Are you sure? Are you sure? He's Let's good. see. He's minus one is, all right, so that's all the way down there. Yeah, he's he's uh he's, he's yeah. There's a solid twenty-two people that shot better than him that he's, round. He's very he's very good at disc golf. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, he's like, I, he's like really good at that. He's uh, he is he is a talented disc golfer. I'll put it that way. He's very talented, um, very determined. Possibly multiple-time world champion. Um, he's he's effective. No, totally. I, you should you should see him play saxophone. Uh, <laughs> I bet he can't. I bet he randomly can play a musical instrument that no one knows about. Yeah, he's probably like, one of those jerks who's just real good at shit. Yeah, no, like he just picks up a clarinet and just blasts everyone. Come on. I feel like the best instrument to pick up. I I just want someone to Ron Burgundy up a flute and just destroy <laughs> the flute. That's that's like that's yes, the most you're like wait what? I don't know. I could he could just like start getting down on on some. Careless whisper and like the clarinet, be like right, right. That's on a clarinet or no? That's a. Fuck, I don't know. It's probably, uh, probably on a saxophone. Frank, can you enlighten us? I know there's other people, but I know Frank. I believe has a degree in clarinet. Like, well, he'll let us know. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that uh, I we saw on a tournament a while back where Big Germ had his walk up music as Careless Whisper. That was actually Paul McBeth in the background on clarinet. Oh, that'd be so rad. Uh, uh, legit, that happened. We're just going to go with that. And the yep, legend done. of Paul McBeth, the uh, the closet musician, is born. Check. And uh, it's time for our Raptor Range segment, where we take calls from you, the listener. Our phone number is 707-939-5476. We also will take messages on our email address. You can send a voice memo or a recording from your phone to the disc golf podcast at gmail.com we take songs we've had a lot of them in the past we will take ace calls 
if you want to call and brag about your ace, we'll play it on here and, and poo-poo you, and Joe can talk about uh, how he doesn't have one and how he wishes he was you. We'll also resolve... I'm, I wish I'm most people. ...disc golf disputes. If you have a, uh, a disc golf friend that is out of line and needs to be realigned, we will happily do that as well. But we got a couple of calls from... Uh, from this past week, we have uh, one from Scott Bodine, who is a new listener to the show, and uh, we're going to play his call now. Greetings, fellow golfers. My name's uh, Scott. I'm a relatively new listener to this show. Currently live in Charlotte, North Carolina, home of uh, Pinus Taeda, Liverdendon Tulipra, and of course. So uh, those are trees. Uh, he is also, I mean, he told you where he lives. He also lives in a bunker. Uh, it, he is very clearly being held hostage in an underground uh, storage container, I would assume. You know, I think we made that joke when we first heard it. That or or maybe he's just taking a dump. That's exactly where I went. I actually, right then I was like, nope, he's he's, he's pooping. He's, he's like pooping and he's like, you know, you, you know what? I'm gonna call the Raptor Range, and he's got he's probably he, and he looks out his window and he's like, I see a tulip tree out there. I'm gonna Google what that's called. Oh, it's a uh, Lyrodendron tulipifera. It's actually Lyrodendron tulipifera. Well, he also, I believe, he probably works at a place where, like, there's a stall and a urinal and the sink and everything, but the door has a lock on it. Got it. So, like, two people could get in there. And do their business. Yeah. But if you get in there, you just lock that shit up because, like, I don't need anybody to bother me while I'm doing my business. It makes sense. Um, I mean, it's a solid move. And so he went, all right, so I'm just going to hold my phone flat and talk into this microphone into my echoey ass, like, metal surrounded yeah. uh, little. Now, Pinus Taeda, he did pronounce correctly. So I'll, I'll give him credit. Is for that, that a rap song? No, it's a, it's a pine tree. But uh, let's, let's let him continue. Oh, yeah. um, the Scott. 2018 Amateur Worlds Just was on Renaissance Gold this morning Getting my butt whooped uh, Do feel totally blessed to live in such a great Disc golf community to share with my three year old But I did recently have a chance To experience some of the stellar courses In your neck of the woods uh, Including Golden Gate, Ryan Ranch Several of the Tahoe courses And of course Dela. Speaking. Whoa 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 Scott Dela. Dela. I I can't tell if he's trolling us With the pronunciation here like I feel like he's an intelligent man. This is a well thought out message, um, but dude, it's it's Dela, and um, and the the Latin pronunciation of the trees. He, he just knows you love the D's. He he probably does. I I feel like he's just after us right here. So we'll let him continue. Um, where is the love for Black Mouse? Um, Black Mouse. We've actually never played it. I've heard fantastic things. I would like to play it. I believe Robin would get Poison Oak just by us saying that we're planning to play it. Yeah, I actually, I can see the rash forming on my legs. Um, but uh, we've heard great things about Black Mouse and just never had time to play it. So uh, Black Mouse is very close to uh, De La Viega, which is in Santa Cruz, California, home of the Masters Cup. And uh, Black Mouse is a shorter, more technical course that is in a redwood grove. Um, totally different looking than, than De La in in every way we also have this cool thing where we have wives and children so uh when we go to play de la which it's been too long actually i feel sad and sad yeah, I I know. about it um it is a we got to get in get out get home uh we we've yeah. not we've yet to have the 
ability, not that it, it's not possible because, you know, those days will come where it's like, we're going to play Daylight today and then Black Mouse tomorrow or Daylight and Black Mouse and we'll be home, you know, once the kids are asleep. That's, yeah. That's not that. Well, hopefully we'll get well. to Black Mouse soon because we have heard great things and, um, you know, it's certainly something we want to we want to get to. So we'll. All right, Scott, here you go again. The one course I will fondly remember everything about it from its construction to forest and slope. Um, perhaps Joe is miffed about his Pop inability to consume his... No, no, no. we we got to let him go a little longer than that. I think he forgot to bring up the, the point that there was the uh, men's restroom with the glory hole, and that's the main reason he's... That's not true. That's, there's not that. ...about it from its construction to forest and slope. Um, perhaps Joe is miffed about his inability to consume his gin IPA or indifferent to the towering Sequoia Sempervirus. Solid plant I choice. I just want to give a shout out to this hidden gem. Anyways, I got a cousin up in Minnesota with a brewery. Would love to send you some of his wonderful creations someday. Yes, we please. We will take it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, we uh, we are very much uh, welcoming that uh, that gift. We'll, we'll take it. No, and 100% Black Mouse is on our to-do list. Um, and and uh, shout out to Scott for dropping three latin plant names in in that uh in one call that is a new record uh, to which i would encourage our listeners no, to no, try and break no no i no one cares. come on you guys can do it i, I kn- thought he was I just talking about like sith warlords from Star no, Wars, no no pinus taeta lyrodendron tulipifera and then sequoia sempervirens which i mean granted that's a little bit of a layup everybody knows what a redwood tree is but still he he dropped the latin plant name Solid knowledge, well used, and uh, that's good. And to think, prior to marriage, girls wanted to do things with you. I don't understand. I, you know, it's amazing to think that that uh, I made it this far, having talked tell me, tell so me, much about plants. You know, telling them that you're a professor and that you can help their grades. Well, you know, if you, you focus know, on flowers, they they when tend you go to, to school okay. for sixteen years, you just you know nobody wants to hear that a, that a sunflower is a helianthemum. So, but you know, it's it's a it's a the the cross I bear. Sounds like a devil plant. But I think that our listeners can can one up this. We have three Latin plant names, genus and species dropped in one call. Come on, guys and girls. Let's see. Let's see what you can do. Joe's excited. Joe is like he. You can't hear him right now because he's actually jumping up and down and cheering in the background. Um, it's it's off mic. But that's, that's not true. That's very much. It's true. fine. He's really excited about it. Don't worry about it, uh, everyone. Oh, um, and if please, if you're doing so, just make shit up. Please, please, just make guys, up ridiculous Latin names for plants. Listen, everyone. I would appreciate if that. you can if you can tell that it might irk Joe. If you <laughs> now we're gonna get like a full call, like three minutes of of plant names. <laughs> And it's going to actually just be Robin in like a silly voice, like <laughs> pretending it's not him. And then I'm going to look and be like, you know, there's caller ID. Like I can see who called. And, okay, cool. No, I'll just send him the email from a whole bunch of different Shit. emails. I heard that the uh, Expeditus <laughs> Raphaelum is the greatest. You know, actually in, in uh, relatively uh, international news, the uh, corpse lily is actually in bloom at uh, the UC Davis Arboretum oh, right now. It smells like farts. 
It does. Um, and uh, well, actually, dead people it smells yeah. like like dead animals. Rotting, as, as a matter animal, of fact, yeah. giant lily that that only blooms every so often, like every ten years or something like that. Uh, it's Amorphalus, uh, something along those lines. What's, why, Titanus. Why, why is it, why is like it a dick? And that's exactly right. It 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 means its Latin name translates to giant deformed so, penis. So Shane, I'm waiting for the call from you. Just talking about all of the plants that have dick names. I feel like that's coming. <laughs> coming. <laughs> all right, we got one more. We got Tucker McShades uh, that called in with a very special call. I'm I'm sure you'll be excited to hear this one. Hey, what's up, DGP? Tucker McShade's calling again. Hey, guys. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is to get up really early and try to get around in before work. And um, this morning, that's what I was doing. Got to Knob Hill about 7 o'clock. My shop doesn't open until 10, so if I start early enough, I can get around in. It's sure. a gorgeous morning. Anyway, my friend Rick and I were playing. Got up to hole 7. Right, pause, pause, 243 pause. feet. Like he's already a jerk just for saying like uh, I don't have to work till ten, so I get to go play rounds. This before is 10. fully part of the shtick. He's he's building it up, just just slowly adding on Ron, and, the last until time he gets to, to the crescendo. Even even if either one of us didn't have to work till ten, a round still isn't possible to get out and be back. I mean, if 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 no one knew that I 10. didn't have to be at work till ten, certainly I could get a round in. Because I I get to my office at like six fifteen between six and six fifteen every morning, so like I could if 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 no one in my house knew that I was that's true actually no that never mind that's good I'm just thinking with all of our drive time hundred percent get around in and be at my work by ten that's that's not an issue at all I could probably be at my work by by like nine thirty that's true. So, hmm. you know, it's it's possible. All right, here you go, Tucker. Downhill shot and um, got my Star Rock 3 that I've had since 2015. And that disc has always been amazing and seems to read my mind. I threw it low and it just sort of glided downhill. Slow hyzer directly into the chains. Uh, it was as pure and sweet as Mother's Night. Do you think he's masturbating right now? I mean, his his voice is and and his breathing is getting very irregular. Is he just nervous calling in, or do you think this is a uh, let me see your hands above the desk? Situation? You know what? I I think he's probably not mastering, but he might like be on like the corner of a couch just rubbing. Maybe, maybe. I mean, you can hear he's like he's either very nervous or he's like building up. To, it's just it's uh. Well, he's building up. He's about to blow. He could be. He could be. I mean, I guess he just explained no. it so. Know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying, Barton? All right, guys. Love you. Have a great day. Solid Thank call. Congrats. Thank you, Tucker. Congrats on your ace, man. Despite the fact that I would really appreciate it next time if you would uh, consummate the ace after you call rather than, than during the call. Right, and also though, though I'm impressed that you were able to finish in a minute and four seconds. That's that's pretty impressive. That's a well, he actually like finished way before. He's just from refractory, and it was like you know like very sensitive to touch. No, I mean then all we'd hear was snoring. Like hit chains. He was like, was like I got a call. I got a call before I fall asleep. <laughs> and it's just his just his 
boxers rubbing up against. He was like, "It's too much." No, I don't. I, no, that's exactly what happened. That's gross. That's gross. I don't. I don't like that at all. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, uh, that's all we got for our Raptor Range segment. Now that Joe's made it weird. No, I'd never make anything weird. <laughs> That's, that's so uh, give us a call and you can leave a message 707-939-5476 or you can send us an audio file to the disc golf podcast at gmail.com uh, a voice memo whatever it is uh, any any sort of uh, audio file to that email address again the disc golf podcast at gmail.com and uh, we will play them on the show. We've got quite a few that, that are backed up at this point. So if you haven't heard your message yet, we will get to it. We're, we're just playing them as they come. and Mo- uh, Most likely. They're, yeah. they're, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I don't want to hold out hope. There may have been one or two that just fell through the cracks. Oh, no! Exactly. Exactly. Just, just like that. Just being honest. Just like a like a sawed off hyzer down into a ravine. Uh you know, sometimes you guys with the best intentions, but doesn't quite hit the mark. You know, Joe just F's it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time for our world famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight we have the Pro Discus Laser Eye. Which is a seven speed, three glide, minus three turn, and two fade. And we're pairing that with Prairie Ace by Prairie Artisan Ales, which is a 7.5% size on. And uh, this was sent to us by Caleb Brown, who sent both the beer and the disc. And the beer prominently features uh, someone on T pad playing disc golf. So this is probably the most disc golf beer we've ever received. And uh, it, we're we're excited to check this out. Where do you want to start? Um, I have not taken a sip of the Nor beer yet, um, so we should probably start with the disc since I haven't been able to form a, an opinion of the beer yet, right? Um, Sounds good to me. So the disc. Uh, first thing I'll say, uh, what the fuck are with those numbers? Right, infinite numbers. Those numbers make no sense. Infinite numbers like, are dumb. Not even close. Like the the seven speed. Yes, okay, it's a seven speed. Uh, the three glide. No, it glides further than than a. Than, oh yeah. Than a three glide disc. The minus three turn. What? You're on crack. Like not minus one. Maybe. Maybe. Probably like minus point five. Maybe. And then the two fade. Yes. So right. one, uh, like, <laughs> like, like just looking at them, uh, a three glide minus three turn. Like, that's not a thing. Like, I don't know how that it could exist. Yeah. I, I kind of agree. Like, is, is there an actual three glide minus three disc? I, I don't think there is. I just, I don't understand how that would work. I don't either. Like the lack of glide for me shortens the drive. Right. Yeah. So then, so if you it have reduces turn, the effectiveness of the turn. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I'm on the same page with you. Like, why would you ever even want that? Um, thankfully, that's not what it actually flies like. It's just no. like hilariously uh, off numbers. I just don't even the two middle numbers, the speed and the and the and the fade on the end. Those make sense to me. The two middle numbers, I I don't like. Did they just like randomly type numbers in there? I I'm not sure. I don't know. What's this? What's this plastic? Um, it's like a gummy champ, but I want 
to let yeah. me look at what their available plastics are for it. And so, so, so it's this, basic and premium and um those are the it's just got, it's just gotta be premium. It's premium. It's gotta be premium. Which is funky. So we reviewed No, uh, the premium looks more like uh like champion y and so this has got to so be. So maybe it's basic. Yeah, it's like swirly star, but it's like gummy champ swirly star. Like yeah. I can't even. It's super nice plastic. I know we did the joke ride before, which was which was nice plastic, and we also did the I think it was just called a rocket or something. And that plastic I did not like. That was a disc that we were not fans of when we moved forward. Um, so then when we got this laser eye sent to us. I was kind of like, all right, another one. We'll check it out. The plastic feels fantastic. It actually looks great. Yeah. Like I said, it's like a nice swirl. And this very well could be one of those those discs that that uh, in these nicer plastics like we've got here take a long time to beat in. But yeah, but but I'll tell you man. right off the bat, um, seven speed. Yes, right. At least a four glide, if not a five. Like it had a nice glide. Um, really, for me, <laughs> I threw it and kind of went. Hey, laser laser eye that makes that makes sense. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, the name of the disc fits pretty well with what I, it I does. I kinda was thrown right off the bat, like not full power, just throwing like nice snap uh laser beams. Like just throwing straight with a little bit of fade. I hit nice gaps, um, hit nice lines. I feel like we have Ultrium. I feel like that's uh, the plastic we got. Let's, yeah. We got like a swirly Ultrium laser eye. That sounds right to me. I think that's probably right. Maybe they just don't have it on Infinite right now, so that's no, they, they, why we're all thrown off. They don't, but that that I think is what and it I is. And I did get it right. Rocket was what we threw before, and that was just not yeah, not into it. Um, But yeah, the laser eye, I, I think, lives up to the name. Yeah. Um, it has a decent amount of glide. Like I threw, feel like I threw it on nice, decent lines. Um, but this one, you know, the two fade is is probably right. But I feel like it had maybe a little bit more. I kind of feel like it was in that world that if you put it on a hyzer, um, it was going to hold it kind of decently. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I definitely with all the throws that I had, and that's why I kind of call it a minus one. I think I I, I flipped it up once or twice. But there was never a worry at all of me turning it over. Like there wasn't a time that I stepped up to throw that I was like, I can't crook it too hard because it's just gonna turn almost, over. Almost like frustration, knowing the numbers, throwing it, and being like, why can't I turn this? Right. Like why? Why? Well, it's funny because because why am I not seeing I threw sustained it before turn? Seeing numbers, and then we looked at the numbers, and then Ron was like, what? No. Yeah. And then he threw it a whole bunch and he was like, well, that And I was I like, Joe's crazy. These numbers can't be this off. So I went out to try and prove him wrong and uh Joe's right. Yep. It, it does not it like really honestly very little turn. Little bit uh like maybe a little bit of S curve on a full power throw. Or a flip up to flat. Yeah. But no um, no turn after but, that. But not not minus three turn. I mean that's crazy. That's not not even close to what this disc is. It really was more along what Joe was saying is uh, you can get, this is a, a, a great fairway driver that you can get straight flight out of with minimal fade um, on, on a full power throw, or you can get a decent amount of fade. If you throw it on a hyzer, 
Um, this is the kind of fairway driver that you can do a lot of work with. It's versatile. You can get a hyzer shot out of it. You can get a straight shot out of it. And I bet that over time you beat this thing in, you can get a, a pretty nice, uh, you know, right finish as yep, well. Yep. Probably a nice little so. flip up and turn. Nice glide. Like definitely yeah. that three glide is just dumb. That's not true. Not true at all. Like I said, it's at least a four, if not like a four and a half, five. It's got a nice amount of glide. It really was a point and shoot. I mean, I got out in the field and was like, I'm going to throw it right there. And I did. Uh, and it held the line really well. Mm -hmm. Had minimal fade. Um, just a nice little snap. It's a nice. And the plastic feels fantastic. Uh, and I think I brought this up maybe last week or the week prior. Uh, I'm I'm a broken human. Because the small rims feel really good now too. Like I really like how it feels in the hand. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice clean disc. Yeah, I love it. It's it's a it. I, I had some great throws with it, and uh, you can see how you could kind of build your your fairway uh, fairway line out of it. So be a, be a good one. So um, should we move on to the beer? I think we should. Um, so this is a Saison. It's 7.5% alcohol. This is Farmhouse also, which maybe makes a little more sense. Yeah. Again, uh, Prairie Ace by Prairie Artisan Ales, um, which is out of Oklahoma. And uh, pretty awesome. Uh, this, I believe, is is what, like a, like a, was this a pint bottle or is it, what was the size on the bottle? It's like a weird size bottle. Let me look. I, I feel like it was, it was, uh. 16 ounce bottle or something like that but um nonetheless no, no, it, i was just about to say it was a weird it's a 16.9 like 16 16.9 yeah, so like a bottle of water yeah um uh, 16.9 ounce bottle which um, actually i think is what Pliny comes in yeah it does um so this is pretty flavorful uh very we, we poured it into glass because we're we're sharing it but pretty uh golden color uh very very almost like uh spicy up front like you you can taste the the bitterness but you also are going to taste kind of uh like lemony flavor up front uh it's it's got a lot of of range right out the out the gates oh yeah no it's it's definitely that like uh fruity spicy kind of lower place you get you do get some citrus um you do get a little bitter aftertaste too which is nice yeah and the the definitely has a has a hoppy kind of finish to it that uh, that you would expect from an IPA, um, but the the front of it it's, it's hard to describe. Like I've taken several sips of it now. You know that that smell? Smell that? I'll tell you right now. Um, not not just straight fig, but fig Newton. Smell smell it. It's fig Newton. It's like a sour Fig Newton. I don't know that I've put my nose in a Fig Newton recently enough. Oh, I to, love Fig Newtons. You're missing out. I bet you do. I bet you do. What does that mean? <laughs> fig Newtons are fantastic. Um, They're a great treat. But uh, to me, the, the, the nose that I get is more of like a spice type type uh, type nose on there. Like it's it's uh, it's got a very spicy sort of uh, flavor to it in the beginning. Um it, whether it's whether it's citrus or kind of like a like a peppery type thing that's going on there, um, the 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 front of it is is very much kind of like I'd say a combination of of some sort of citrus, whether it's lemon or orange, 
and then adding in maybe like a little fig with like uh, <laughs> cake with like cake outside. around the outside. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> definitely the peppery aftertaste. But it's I mean it's a size on, so uh, it's like you're you're obviously it's a a different uh, different flavor profile than than we're used to on on this podcast, which is also even like ninety six percent IPAs. Also, uh, saisons are like usually pretty fresh ales, and we've been holding on this one for a little bit. That's true. It we have kept it cold, but uh, yeah, we we've been hanging on to it for a little bit. And even Caleb's note says he's been hanging on to it for a minute, and it got shipped. So I should read his note actually. Uh, I think that might add a little bit extra pepper and bitter than I'd uh, say so. Is yeah, meant. I'd say so. Um, but Caleb says, "What's up? I love your podcast. It makes a shitty twenty-minute commute to work much more palatable, uh, bro. Our podcast is a lot longer than twenty minutes, but I assume that you're breaking it up into multiple commutes. Well, he only listens to our podcast, so oh. it's going to make him for his entire drive. To the perfect, week. perfect. Um." I'm a longtime listener and a disc golfer of 20 plus years. Uh, 24 aces. Sorry, Joe. That literally, he literally says that. Sorry, Joe. I think everyone does. That's uh, all right. I can't speak for the beer because it's been a couple of years, but the Laser Eye is kick ass. Best disc out there from any small company. Enjoy. Cheers, Caleb Brown. So let me just say, first of all, Joe and I love getting these handwritten notes from you guys. And this is on custom stationery. Baller. So Baller Caleb, right Caleb Brown is, is... He knows what's up. Yeah, I mean, the man is, is obviously a connoisseur of many things, including disc golf, beer, and I would assume ladies, um, cigars, boats, and fast or cars. Or whatever. You know, whatever, yeah, whatever I mean, into. so... Uh, the fact that the man has his own uh, stationery that has a nice B stamped on it for Brown. Also, uh, that holds a place close to your heart. You know, Brown, my last name. Also, I you know, I appreciate it. We're we're uh, there's not a lot of Browns out there you're, in the world. Your B boys. <laughs> there's, there's just like there's like no Smiths. Yeah. Zero Garcias. I mean, we are a small, tight-knit community, and we stick together. I met a guy there. His last name was Hernandez, and I was like, what? That's a crazy <laughs> last name. So uh, thank you, Caleb. We really appreciate getting those those handwritten notes. Uh, Hopefully from- meet, a, meet a guy named Juan Carlos someday. <laughs> I don't know. Joe, it sounds like like uh, you're singling out the Hispanic community right now. Is it? I started with Smith. We went Brown Smith, and then I went. And then Hernandez you went Hernandez and, and Juan Carlos, and suddenly, uh, suddenly the demographic a, I work with that have multiple of the same names, you know, it comes out. I don't know what you're trying to say here, Joe, but I would like to. No, say No, I'll tell you right now that the majority of the children that I serve in Sonoma are Mexican. Yeah, like over seventy percent. Yeah, so what it is? Well, you know, you don't have to. I'm also Mexican, so it's fine. <laughs> All right, fine. I guess it's fine regardless, but I'll I'm let also it happen. Mexican. Even though I think you should do a better job of not stereotyping them by their names. But I appreciate the fact that you are also helping them and that you two are also Mexican in your heritage. That's that's even real. though your name is Joe and <laughs> My last name's Hardeman. <laughs> yeah. My mom's last name is Enriquez, all right? <laughs> she kept her maiden name. It's real. <clears throat> All right, so uh, beer, 
disc. Do you have anything else to say on the beer? No, no, I do, but I, I <laughs> no, but yes, I am. I, I think we've been sitting on it too long, and it's been sat on a little bit too long. I I previous. kind of agree because I'm looking at at uh, at some of the descriptions and also the coloring. They said a clear gold. I saw that and I was like, this is definitely not clear. Yeah, that that was my my big my big thing was like on multiple different reviews I'm reading on Beer Advocate, you're seeing clear golden, and what I'm looking at is is uh, brownish gold. It's it's uh, brownish gold. Yeah. Um, and uh, the the flavor profiles are there, but I think it we we might be a little past the the due date on, I on think- this one. Usually when I think Saison, I, I, I think like that fresh, like uh, like floral or things like that. Yeah. And there's not as much. And I think the pepper uh, bitter at the end is more than there usually is. I agree. Because we've been sitting on it. Yep. Still, still a great beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we... No, it doesn't taste bad at all. No, no. I mean, I... I, it's I, not. It's nowhere near like what you would get. Like if you had a skunked IPA or I something. I finished like it. That. Oh, totally. No, no. Like this is this is still uh, very much palatable and 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 uh, in- interesting flavor set. So, um, yeah. I, but with that said, with the current what I drank, um, I mean at some five actually I probably would drink that of course. <laughs> Of course. Um, yeah. No, you would have no, to. No, I liked it. It's got a disc golfer on it, cool bottle. It uh, doesn't fit a bottle keeper, so that's a kind of knock against it. Now you just stuff a little rag in the bottom, it'd be fine. Yeah. No, it's a nice beer. I, I Actually, I would love to try it again fresh, but it's a nice beer. Oh, the that's what the flavor is. It's Brett. That that's, makes all the sense, and that's why I saw the farmhouse. I was like, that. I feel like it's like a bread. It's, it's it. This totally the flavor. And you got a little sour in there too. Exactly. That's sour for sure. It's it's totally bread. That's what it is. I was well, like, I was searching for what it. I'm excited to get to all the uh, messages from requirement. Be like, oh, you don't even know. No, like I and I was coming up with a with other reasons to talk about it, but this is totally a, a bread flavor profile. On this, on this. Well, beer. yeah, especially when you sit on it for, which is all right, I guess. That no, I, I think that's probably part of the the normal the Brett thing. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Whether whether it's actually brewed in that manner, I'm not sure, but that's what it tastes like. Without a doubt. Um, so I, you it know, I smells like a fig Newton. <laughs> you you love your fig Newtons. So fig Newtons much. are great, actually. I haven't gotten fig Newtons super long. I think I'm gonna get some fig Newtons soon. They're nice. Yeah. But yeah, so it it was a good beer. I think it probably has the ability to be great. Uh, we just you know hung out with it maybe a little too long. Maybe, maybe I'm not sure. But it was nice. Like I'm not it wasn't bad, and it was sitting around. So um, we appreciate it. it. Was good. Yeah. All right. So the disc. Um, the actually we didn't give a rating on the beer. We I no, we, I'd say we both will both take it out right. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially if if you get one, if it's just a little bit, uh, I'd say I'd I don't, say I don't. Does that make sense? If I say like a little more fresh, like a little more like not effervescent, but a little more crisp. Yeah, I think I'd like say hands this, down. I'd say this is like a a a, a hybrid Dubel saison with some Brett aftertaste. I'm in. And and that's that's what I would call it. And it tastes good. 
and it's it's pretty smooth. I like it. It's a little bit dry at the end. Um, overall, I, I like it. It's good beer. But I like to think that fresher, the uh, that dryness would be different. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, good. All right. Okay. So, disc. Um, I like this disc. This this is uh is another prodiscus, uh, another prodiscus uh disc that has impressed us. We really loved the Joker Eye in in an earlier episode, and uh, the the rocket we weren't really too hot on. It was kind of a brick, um, but this disc has some potential. And the plastic felt like crap, and there was like yeah extra flashing and bubble. Um, but but this one. It it flies really straight for a long time. Seems to glide pretty well. Um, has a, has a pretty good finish to it. This is has all the hallmarks of a, a fairway driver. Like this falls in that category. We say it all the time. Like you know, I'm probably not going to bag this, but if you ha- if if I had to grab a fairway driver and go out on the course, I could go out and do work with this. Oh hell yeah! No problem. Oh hell like, yeah! Like I could go out and make use of it, and and you throw a T bird, you're good. You throw a FD, you're good. Yeah, I agree. This this easily slots in in that range. Whether your your favorite fairway driver is is a T bird or an FD or you know something along those lines, you're gonna be fine. Like you would be able to make use of this disc. It has enough stability. The minus three, just ignore it. It's not. Yeah, don't that just, just those don't numbers even, are dumb. The the minus three and the three glide like are I, all dumb. I'm kind of amazed that it's listed that way on infinite discs. Like, why haven't they changed that? Yeah, usually they're good about like listening to people and and changing like, it. Uh, maybe we got like a crazy one, but I I also looked on uh, infinite discs, and the first review literally is like, I don't know what the hell's with the numbers, but this disc is cool. <laughs> so I think I think we're not alone in in that one, uh, but uh, I just don't understand where they got the minus three from. So, um, yeah. yeah, or the three. Or the three. The three yeah. glide or the minus three. Yeah, both, both of those like, numbers are way off. Both silly. Um, but I enjoy it. I, yeah, like I here's really like throwing the, it. The, the top review on, on Infinite Disc and the second sentence is, the flight numbers do not line up and seem rather bizarre for a disc with this much glide. That's I, I yep. can't I can't sum it up any better than that. Like I, It just, I don't understand what these flight numbers are. Um, and would would absolutely recommend this disc to anyone looking for a, a fairway driver, and maybe some of these other ones don't click for you. You know, whether it's an Eagle or a T Bird or an FD or you know I'm, I, whatever listen, it is. I'm, I'm going to say it. Um, and this will probably drive some people to throw it. I would I would hope. Um, less glide, but similar flight to an OG Glow FD. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. That's 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 actually and not not tons of less glide. That's actually like, kind of like kind a of glide-y. need it, to reevaluate my life. Kind I know. Of I just said that, and you're like, shit. That's right. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um. It's kind of OG. Yeah. Glow FD. Like, you throw it real hard. You'll get an S turn. It's not going to turn over. Uh, you'll flip it up to flat. It's kind of laser beamish. 
Um, nice little fade, not a hard big fade. And we need to add on. I know we've said it like at least once before, but I need to reiterate that, like, we saw these. Like me personally, I saw these numbers, and I was like, "Oh, minus three. I need to see this." And like, got after it. You know, so I was angrily trying to, to put force on it to see if I could see that turn, and and I couldn't manifest it. Well, and so, the good thing is too, I went in blind and just went. I'm gonna throw this for a while and see what's up. And didn't see turn. Didn't see big turn. I saw some flip up, um, maybe the tiniest little S, but no turnover. Yeah. Uh, granted, uh, I will say I did not at all. I've been working on my powering down. I felt the rim and went, don't crank it super hard. My first throw was probably like still. I mean, 60, 70%, and it felt really good. And it was a laser beam, and I was like, that's how it's meant to be thrown, so I'm not going to yeah. get out there and try and rip it super hard. But with that said, I probably threw it at a seven speed and yeah. it didn't turn over, which means the numbers are trash. Like the minus three, me throwing full power and turning it over, which I still don't think it would, wouldn't still not be indicative yeah. of a seven speed being a minus three. Yeah. And now if, if, if this was a 10 speed or something like that and it had a minus three rating, I'd be like, okay, well, I probably can't power it up, you know, enough to, to really see that you know, especially with a fresh disc, but I, seven speed, I'm reasonably confident that, that I can put seven speed oh, power yeah. on a disc oh, yeah. and, and see it. So, um, I safe to ignore the, the minus three turn and the three glides, a massive understatement. So I, I think that they, they missed an opportunity to, uh, to really, uh, drive this, the, this disc as a, as a workhorse fairway driver, you know, Label label this as a five glide and a minus one turn, and all of a sudden you have uh, the disc that people are looking for in that speed yep. range. So yep. I think you need to look at it that way. It's a seven speed, it's a five glide, it's a minus one turn, and a two fade. Yeah. So. No. So with that said, like I said, if you know no one can get the OG glows because we took them all, Check one out. If you're looking for something more stable in your in your FD world, um, maybe you want a little less glide, or say you throw pro discus stuff and that's your jam, like you this is a must have. Yeah. Must have. Absolute Absolutely. must have. Um I think, you know, in the past when we've thrown other things, I think actually anything from Pro Discus we have given it away to listeners. This is probably going to sit on the shelf in case one of us is like, I lost my glow or whatever. Um, for me, I'm kind of rolling into it <laughs> without playing to. Um, I'm not going to put it in my bag, but I do love the fact that it's going to be around in case. Yeah, I same. It's needed same. because I feel super confident with the flight of it and what it's going to do. Um, and the plastic, like I said, feels great. Actually, looks super cool. Not a huge fan of the Prodiscus stamps, but the plastic has it's green with like a nice swirl in it. It's a it's a nice kind of a uh, a disc to have in your in your back pocket when someone's like, okay, what is a a great small market fairway driver? And you're like, oh, okay, laser. Check eye. out a laser eye for sure. Check it out. Yeah, for sure. So I think we're two for two. Um, I might even call it like. 2.5 out of 2 just I'd because so. of, of that going on. 2.5 out of 4. Two, that's what I meant. Yep. Uh, maths. Or 3 out of 4 because we're both. Point, I guess 3. We're both. Point we're five both on point the disc. Five, yeah. So, yeah. I, I, it's it's, a, it's a, an, an, uh, you know, 
like a, you know, you're looking over your shoulder at it. Yeah, it's like, uh, like, hey, I see you. It's like throwing a two down at Idlewilder second round and being like, oh, I just threw a nine the day before. Oh, wait a minute. I won by four strokes. Um, <laughs> didn't do amazing, but, you know, worked out pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good disc. Good disc. All right. That's all we got for you on this episode of the Disc Golf Podcast. Uh, check us out on our Patreon. We have patreon.com slash disc golf podcast. Get access to a second disc golf podcast every week. Our pre show recordings, which are largely ridiculous. And, and we're like at like 40. 40-ish episodes? 40-plus yeah, episodes? So, and you'll suddenly get access to 40-plus to episodes that are they're, uh, you know already in the books that you can catch up on. So if you uh, have binged through our episodes and looking for more, uh, sign up for Patreon. Check it out. It's awesome. Review us on iTunes or whatever podcast app you are listening to us on. That'd be fantastic. Helps us get new listeners. And we very much appreciate those of you who have done it already. You can find us on Instagram at the Disc Golf Podcast, on Twitter at the Disc Pod, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Disc Golf Podcast. We hope you get out there this weekend and throw stuff at stuff. This is a song for the aceless. But those with aces, listen closely. Don't always have to huck it hard In fact, sometimes that's not right to do Sometimes you gotta lay it up And fucking not run an ace or two Sometimes you got to ease If you wanna put the D's and the B's Sometimes you got to say, hey I'm gonna throw it softly I'm gonna hug it gently I'm gonna flick it smoothly I'm gonna toss it so sweetly And then you say, hey, I hit some metal And then you say, wait a minute, Robin I think I'm starting to get it now Could you fill my throat for me? That's fucking teamwork What's your favorite disc? That's cool with me It's not a trespass But I guess it works for you What's your favorite beer? The only answer is an IPA So let's go to the bar And then I'm gonna flick it so sweetly then I'll fucking hug it softly And then I'll fucking throw it perfectly But then I'm gonna hug